What's up everyone, BGJ Tech Nerd here. Special shout out to the boys at X Marshall who provide me such amazing jiu-jitsu gear, gear that lasts. I have gear that's over two years old and still fantastic. And to the good folks at Higher Health Canada and USA who make amazing grass-fed beef liver, all that good stuff right here in Canada and the good old USA, local farming, this is my vitamin. If you think about buying any rash guards or products from Higher Health Canada, use my special code right here, BGJ Tech Nerd. That's BGJ Tech Nerd. Works on both sites. We're live? Oh yeah, we're live. What's up, everyone? Today's special guest, you might have seen him on YouTube. I know I do when I look for BGJ Techniques. He appears mostly 9 out of 10 times on my search. Jordan, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? Not too bad. Not too bad. How's the weather in your area? Uh, it's a little bit cold. Um, I don't think it's bad as Montreal. I think uh, yeah. you guys have it way worse than us. But yeah, it's it's a little cold now. It's been raining for like four days straight. It's really depressing right now. So yeah, that Canadian winter is coming close around the corner. Yeah, it's the worst. It's yeah. So Jordan, I want to say thank you again for uh, hopping on my show. I know you have a trip tomorrow or tonight, you were saying. So thank you for that short notice. Appreciate it. Yeah, no and problem. And today's podcast, I just wanted to like go above, like I always, you always help me like with my jujitsu on YouTube. Like every time I would search, you're there, <laughs> but I want to know more about you and your whole, let's say martial art, uh, path in life. So my first question to you is Jordan, what led you to martial arts and jujitsu? What made you really start? Yeah. So like, basically I just, uh, like I dropped out of college, like I wasn't having fun with it. And I needed something to do, like, cause I wasn't, I wasn't working. I was just like, um, yeah, not doing too well. Like I was just at my, living at my parents' house and, uh, I put on UFC, I uh, figured I wouldn't, I'm not really going to like this, but, uh, I'll put it on, uh, to watch while I'm playing guitar. And then I just, uh, yeah, just started like enjoying it. And then I was like watching them. I was thinking, well, I can do that. You know, <laughs> if they can do it, why can't I do it? So my plan was to, uh, become an MMA fighter and, um, and uh yeah join the ufc all that kind of stuff and be a champion but uh didn't really go uh the way i planned it mostly only because like the pandemic screwed everything up and uh having twins and stuff like that really uh changed my plans but uh yeah like my plan was mma but then like i live i live in a small town so there was only jiu-jitsu available and i kind of just fell in love with jiu-jitsu and then later on then i started training striking and wrestling more in mma but um yeah i just i fell in love with jiu-jitsu and uh i i would say now like it's still my my favorite out of the bunch but I love it all. Like I love boxing. I love Muay Thai. I love MMA. I just, I just love martial arts. I just love fighting. And, uh, yeah, like I said, like I saw those guys doing it and I never thought like, um, you know, I never put them on a pedestal. I just, I've always been like that. Like they're just people like we are and mm -hmm. why can't I do that too? So, um, yeah, I just like, yeah. And like, I was always an athlete growing up. Like, yeah. Like I, I always played soccer, not at like a super high level, but I played uh, like rep soccer and um, I was always good at it and like other sports like rugby in high school. And I just knew that it would transfer over to jujitsu, just like athleticism is just, uh, yeah, it's a very helpful thing to have. And I'm very lucky to uh, be pretty athletic. So yeah, I just started and uh, yeah, it's been a long journey ever since I started 12 years ago and uh, here I am now. It's, uh, it's been, uh, yeah, quite the journey. 
That's awesome. Yeah, it's uh, it's almost similar to mine. Like I used to play soccer as well. And I being Canadian, of course, hanging around with a lot of like hockey playing friends. Right. So I was in the hockey scene, soccer. Uh, Then, yeah, just for me, it was the same thing. Like jujitsu. I didn't I didn't find jujitsu. I wasn't like influenced by you. I would watch UFC. But I was never influenced by like the Gracie story and all those things and submission people. I didn't know what jujitsu was. I briefly hurt my back, need to get back into shape. Uh, started boxing, loved punching. Got my my back was better. Then I saw these greasy guys like oh like sweaty in the back with spandex. I'm like, what the hell's going on in the background? And then yeah, jujitsu was just like the best thing for me. Like, do you have like a like a remembrance of like your your first class? Like what you felt in that first class? It was like I'm going to continue or like I'm going to stop this right now. Yeah, my first class, I I remember feeling like a little bit unsure if I wanted to do it because um, like the gym I went to was a little more like hardcore, like they would, uh, you know, like crank submissions and like just like rolling was just way rougher. And uh, like after class, I was thinking like, I don't know if I want to put my body through this again, Um, but like I loved it. And that there was only ever that like small bit of doubt that first class, but then like the second, third, everything after that, I was, I was hooked. I, I, I knew that I was, uh, I was going to do this for a long time. And, uh, like I didn't like try a class. I, I bought a gi and I signed <laughs> up like before I even tried it. I just like, it wasn't a question of if I'm going to do it. It's like, no, I'm going to do this. So like, it was kind of funny because, before I even did my first class, I downloaded some instructionals. It was actually a Hensel Gracie instructional teaching mm-hmm. triangles. And I practiced on my wife and I thought like, um, yeah, this will be like too easy. Like I watch UFC, like I can, I thought I was doing it right. Like the triangle I learned, but, uh, probably wasn't doing it right. And then, um, yeah, like I just, yeah, it was, uh, it, it was pretty much love at first sight other than like, yeah, that little bit of small doubt only cause again, they went pretty rough, <laughs> which is like a reason why that I promote safety so much on the channel, because that was kind of a uh, deterrent for me um, to enjoy it as much as I could for my first class. So I never want someone to feel like that, like they feel like it's dangerous or risky because it's not as pe- much as people think it is. Like if you train smart, the chances of injury are, are pretty much the same as any other sport. But if you train like an idiot, then uh, yeah. yeah, you're going to get hurt for sure. And a lot of people do train like idiots. Yeah, they do. I love the fact that you mentioned like I, I tried it on my wife kind of thing. Because the funny thing is like jokes aside, I actually try some stuff on my wife, but a lot, a lot of, like moves. Like I'll go like for Kimura grip just to like practice go shooting for the Kimura grip or doing like an arm drag. And she's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm just, just help me out here. Just like go with it. So it's like, it's like a natural thing for me to grab her a certain way without even hurting her. Just like practicing technique while I'm at home kind of thing. Like subconsciously, it's, it's, it's the funniest thing. So yeah, I, I do that with my, uh, with my daughter all the time. Like I'm always like play fighting with her, like, uh, not just grappling, but striking too. Just like throwing leg kicks at her constantly or kicking her in the butt and stuff. And, uh, sometimes she gets a little annoyed like that like you know it's a little too much but like you know i tell her like i'm not just doing it because it's fun for me i'm also doing it because it's just like practice for her so mm-hmm. um it's just yeah like every day pretty much i i uh yeah i practice with her without her even knowing it so yeah it's something um yeah i just yeah like with nikki and my wife she it took her three years to start training like, i had to convince her like she did try it like after a year of me training but she didn't like the gym I was at, so she didn't want to continue. But then, like after that, then she, um, like when I, then she started training after that. But uh, yeah, it was. Uh, it, I remember too. 
she laughed at me the first time I put on my gi, but it was also like really big. It was huge on me. Yeah. And uh, it looked, it did look ridiculous. And she laughed at me. I was like, Oh my God, like I was already like insecure about wearing this. And then she's like <laughs> laughing at me, but no hard feelings. So not, you know, throwing her under the bus. It, I did look ridiculous for sure. It was like an A3. So, and I'm like an A2. So it was huge. Oh, nice. But you have, you have me children. You have two children. Um, I've got three, so I've got one, yeah, one 10 year old and I've got two four year olds. So, uh, yeah, it's a lot that's, and that's pretty much like what kind of changed the course of everything. Like, Mm -hmm. uh, like my daughter was easy to train and, uh, you know, compete and stuff like that. But then having two boys, uh, that are twins is, uh, and especially (laughs) when they're young, young, very difficult and it's still very difficult. And yeah, I had all these plans of like going pro and, um, yeah, competing more in jujitsu and whatnot, but they definitely threw a wrench in things. Like I'm not blaming them. I'm happy with how things turned out because now I'm like, I'm focusing more on teaching than I am on competing, but, um, definitely my, my focus and like my objectives changed substantially when I realized, okay, this is a huge lifestyle adjustment. I'm not going to be able to do, um, what I, what I set out on doing. And some people, you know, they, they can manage well with, um, you know, like there's fighters in the UFC that are and jiu-jitsu competitors, they have kids, mm-hmm. but, um, with everything I have going on, like, um, you know, comp- uh, like I've got two gyms now and uh, the YouTube channel plus the kids, it's just adding on competing <laughs> on top of that. It's very tough, but I do watch, um, like when I watch people compete, it does like light the fire a little bit because, because I watch so much, um, like, fi- like video, like uh, mostly mm-hmm. my own roles, because that's what I do. F- um, you know, on YouTube, obviously, but yeah. because I've watched so much, I, I've got, I, it's really developed my eye for I, like my sight for like seeing what's happening and I see others and I think like, well, damn, you know, I can beat, I can beat them. And, uh, so sometimes I am like, yeah, like, uh, I get motivated sometimes like oh, I'm going to, I'm going to start competing, but then I kind of like, uh, check myself. I'm like, yeah, I have no energy for that or no, uh, no time, but yeah, one day I'll get back to competing for sure. Just not yet. Oh, nice. That'll be like one of my next questions, actually competing. But before we talk about competing, going back to being a little fatherhood and jujitsu, owning two gyms, social media, finding that right balance. Do you like foresee your children following in your like footsteps of becoming BJ athletes or practitioners? Like, do you see it like naturally happening to them? Yeah, I do because like my daughter, she uh, she's a yellow belt and she's a killer right now. Like she's super good, super technical and very athletic. Um, like I don't know if they'll pursue a jiu-jitsu career, but I think that um, it's they're 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 going to train. Like it's just mm-hmm. not that I'm forcing them to, but yeah. they're just growing up in that environment and. Yeah. Uh, it's like, yeah, you can't really not train when you're at the gym all the time um, because that's what we do for a living. But it, like if they don't do jujitsu for a living or MMA or whatever, like uh, it doesn't bother me at all. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I tell my daughter this all the time that um, it's just very important to be very good at something like it doesn't need to be jujitsu. Um, but if you're very good at something then you can make money from it and then you can do what you love and you don't have to get a job you don't like. Um, so I don't want to sound like I minimize school, but I mm-hmm. kind of do in a sense to her because like, um, you know, I don't think it's so important to worry about like homework and stuff like that and your grades um, to an extent, like obviously you want to pass and everything, but like, you know, I didn't do great in school and um, like, yeah, I dropped out at college and I did just fine because I got really good at something, which was, 
you know, I'm pretty good at jujitsu, but you know, I know I'm really good at teaching jujitsu and you know, I can make money doing that. So yeah, I tell her it doesn't have to be jujitsu, but it has to be something like I need her to be passionate about something because I like, I hate working personally. Like I don't, I, I don't like work. Like I wouldn't be able to work for someone else, especially doing something like that. I don't love. And I don't want her to have to, uh, have to do that. Like I know a lot of people are in that boat where they're, they're doing something every single day that they don't, uh, they don't love. So it's yeah. always very important for me to, um, always like teach her like entrepreneur, uh, like entrepreneurial, um, like skills and stuff like that more so than just, uh, judicio itself, because it can all be applied to, to anything. It's just, you have to get good at something. Otherwise, yeah, you're going to be stuck doing something that you don't like doing and not making much money, um, mm -hmm. doing it. Absolutely. Luckily, I'm in an environment where I work in IT, so I kind of love where I work. I'm almost there for going to be 11 years soon, so I'm very uh, fortunate to be working there and doing all this, this social media stuff. And what you said before about the environment you're in, like like for, for me too, let's say I'm training jiu-jitsu now. It's a little over two years. My wife knows that. She asked me, do you want me to do jiu-jitsu? I'm like, no, I don't want you to do jiu-jitsu because I'm doing jiu-jitsu. I just want you, if you want to, if you're interested in do it, join like if you have an interest of course and the same applies to my son as well he's five now and i told my wife i don't want to talk about jiu-jitsu in front of him like not at all he'll he'll see it for his own eyes like and every time i go train at night he says daddy trains jiu-jitsu and uh sometimes i practice like butterfly sweeps on him and just like holding him with my two legs in the air and he's at a point where he's like he's telling me now at five that he wants to do jiu-jitsu i'm like oh that's amazing because he has the, the he has well not passion but he has the interest in it so far so if it if he partakes in jujitsu, that's awesome. If he doesn't, no big deal. Like my wife, she's loving uh, boxing classes now, so that's good. I just I want like my family to have some sort of like activity or sport in their life to keep them physically active. Like I don't want I can't be this guy sitting on the couch watching Netflix anymore because that's how I hurt myself. So jujitsu has really helped me come a long way. So I can agree with you that the situation like her, not force our kids, but like. If they see like a, like a good example of what we're doing, they're gonna like probably pick up on that and like do the same thing. So jujitsu are not related at all. And going on the topic of like tournaments, and you gain this fire of MMA and all that stuff. Do you still compete or try and compete in the year? Uh, not really. Like I did one super fight last year, and uh, against uh, someone that was much larger than me. I thought it'd be a cool challenge to do, mm -hmm. but like that's kind of more what I'm interested in is just like uh, competing when I have the motivation to do it rather than like being like a full-time competitor or anything like that. But um, yeah, I, I was going to fight MMA actually like last week. Um, that's when it would have been like, mm -hmm. cause like three months ago I was setting up a fight and then I got an offer for somebody the day after I hurt my knee oh. and uh, which really sucked because yeah, I was like ready to go. And yeah. uh, cause I had the motivation to do it, but yeah, like we'll see what happens because like I said, I, I see these other people and what they do, like other competitors who are successful in jujitsu mm -hmm. and MMA. And uh, I know I'm more technical, like I can see what they're doing and I know I can <laughs> beat them. So it's, it's a frustrating thing in a sense, but like, it's also like, just because you can do something doesn't mean that, uh, like you want to mm -hmm. and, or you have to. So that's a, that's the thing that's kind of always like tough on my mind too, because people always say, people always ask me like when I'm going to compete or they encourage me to do it, which, which mm -hmm. is nice of them for sure. Mm -hmm. But it's like, they don't really understand that like 
you have to have the like desire to do it, not just mm-hmm. the ability to do it. Like just because I can do well, doesn't mean that um, I want to go do that because it's very stressful. Like, you know, I want to like, I always want to eliminate stress from my life, even though I always add more and more and more. But like, yeah, like my, my, my goal is always just to be relaxed and chill because yeah, I don't like, um, I don't like stress. Most people don't, but like competing is very stressful and, uh, Mm -hmm. like the whole process of it, like getting ready for it, um, doing it afterwards. If you, if you lose that stressful, especially me as like, a, I don't know, I guess like, a figure in jiu-jitsu like mm-hmm. um people will have opinions if i lose and that's just reality like yeah. um like yeah some people will be very happy to see me lose and i know that i, w- I would get some comments from some haters just trying to rub it in my face and yeah. like yeah i don't know if i want to go through that um i don't know if i yeah just just for what just because i can do well i i've i gotta find that desire um that makes it worth that makes it worth it that makes it worth the risk because mm-hmm. Yeah, like um, there is risk to competing. Like I don't like losing whatsoever. I'm highly competitive. So Mm -hmm. if I'm going to do something, um, I'm going to make sure I'm successful in it. So just like the whole commitment to competing is a lot because I'm not just going to go in there um, like, you know, off the off like the couch or off like the regular training. Like I'm going to prepare and make sure that I win. And it's just, uh, yeah, it's a lot. It's a big time commitment too. Yeah, for sure. Like like I'm joining my first tournament ever it's in a month from now so i booked it two months early to get the early bird special and the only thing that stresses me out the most jordan is uh, the fact that well now uh jujitsu is legal in montreal so it's been about about two three months now but i did my i'm doing my first tournament in ottawa so the biggest stress for me is actually waking up early and driving two three hours there getting on time so like the whole drive i'll tell my wife i'm gonna probably drive back and forth six hours just to lose in a matter of three minutes kind of thing but like I'm prepared. I'm, I'm finally making myself the time to train two, three times a week to really do the competition classes, training, and really look into it. It's kind of exciting and stressful at the same time. But so I kind of get what you mean. Kind of. But for me, it's like if I lose, I don't really like. I don't know. Like I'm, I'm nobody special. I'm just. I just want. I want that. Ex- that that. that uh, it's hard to explain. Like when I'm in class, it's not like a hundred percent. It's always like fifty percent with everyone. I want to be careful, have respect for everyone. But I want that that intensity. I, I guess at a competition to see how I can do before I get even older. So I don't know if that's, that's my process right now. Oh, it's definitely very like, like I used to like compete all the time. I like, I enjoyed it sometimes, but overall I didn't, uh, I didn't love it. I just did it because I wanted to prove I was the best. And, uh, that was my main motivation. I want to prove it to myself and prove to others. So I would compete Mm -hmm. like, uh, every month or like sometimes multiple times in in a month, like just competing all the time. But, Mm -hmm. um, I think it's like, yeah, people like they ask me all the time on Instagram or YouTube, like for advice about competing, like people that are lower belts, they ask a lot and like, they're so worried about losing, but like, it doesn't matter. Nobody cares if you lose, um, as as a lower belt, like it doesn't matter whatsoever because one, it's just, it's all practice until you get to black belt. So once you're black belt, if you lose, like it's because you're not good enough and that's just reality. But if you're a lower belt, if you lose not a big deal because you're still getting better and um you know like losses can help a lot it can make you a lot better and uh so it's not yeah lower belts they shouldn't even care about losing whatsoever like especially the first tournament is usually a like a write-off because there's so much going through your head it's very hard to 
perform. And then the second one's usually easier because you went through the process of the first. But um, yeah, like definitely lower belts should not care whatsoever if they lose. They should just take it as a great learning experience and a great experience in general because mm -hmm. like where else can you fight someone at 100% like without strikes? But like <laughs> where else can you do that? And, uh, you know, at the gym, you don't quite go 100%. Exactly. Even if it is a hard role, it can be close to 100, but like competition is is way different it's um it's it's a life experience that people should experience um at least once if, if they do jujitsu yeah that's good advice too but like let's say general advice to let's say the the new the newbie who wants to start jujitsu or any competition what is your like your top three or most important advice to anyone starting jujitsu right now like what is your is it always check your ego at the door kind of thing or what you just mentioned kind of yeah I, like i mean there's so many things so many pieces of advice i could give but um definitely that's one that's really important is just checking your ego at the door and it's very um you know standard advice people give but it's so important because like when i was a lower belt i would try to hold out so long on submissions because my ego was getting the better of me or i would risk um just in general getting hurt just because I wanted to win so bad. And now that I'm older and wiser, um, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do that to my body. Like I'm going to make sure that I'm always good to go for the next day to train. Like the ego doesn't get in the way anymore. Um, when it comes to that kind of stuff. So that's the most important thing really is like keeping yourself safe. Um, safety is the most important thing in the sport and it's your ego that can get you in trouble and other people's egos and also just like gym culture mm -hmm. so if you go to a gym that's um yeah kind of more hardcore uh it might not be the best <laughs> gym for you um because there's a good balance to strike of like um like all gyms are different um and it's fine if they're one way or another but the way i like it is a good balance for like the recreational people um like we, we don't have to roll super hard with them, but then there's like more like, um, I don't know. I don't want to say serious, but like more, I don't know, people you can go harder with mm -hmm. and a good mix of both as opposed to just like some gyms are very like, they go way too light for my liking. Like everyone goes way too light for my liking at some gyms. And then some gyms I watch and I'm just like, Oh my God, like guys, like why are you cranking these submissions? Like, like Oh, well, you know, it's on them to tap. Well, uh, not really I, like to an extent, but it's on you not to crank and, and hurt someone. Like if you, if you hurt someone with a submission, it's your fault. Like it's not their fault. It's yours because mm -hmm. you could just let go. Um, and they could roll another day. So yeah, like safety is always so important to me because I want people to train for a long time and, uh, I want them to enjoy it and they won't be able to, if they're constantly getting hurt. And, uh, yeah, like that's my advice for someone is to always prioritize safety. Um, and that way, yeah, if, if you do that and then you should have no problem training for a long time, um, as long as you don't lose the desire, but if you lose a desire maybe it's just not, um, yeah, maybe it's just not for you anymore or there's things you can do to uh, light that fire again. But uh, if you're injured, um, it doesn't matter if you have the fire or not because you won't be able to actually train. So, yeah, safety is everything. 100%. I can agree with that for sure. And I think one thing for me, because uh, I've been on training for a little over two, two and a half years maybe. And uh, when I was a white belt, uh, I was always thinking about like belts and like it's important to get the black belt right away and all this stuff. And and uh, 
every time I would lose, I'll just get like this discouraged. And to today, I think like my process of like my mentality is like, just show up kind of thing, just show up and whatever kind of experience I have after I've reset for the next session kind of thing. And that's, what's keeping me going so far. So I can have in a week, two bad days, two, three bad nights. It doesn't matter. I'll just be ready for the next one. And it's, cause it's an experience. Like I'm not afraid to lose. Cause that's where I know I'm, I'm learning the most, especially with the higher belts that are like, sometimes can go a little bit uh, harder on me now because I'm on blue belt. So I'm there testing me. So I, I always take it as a, I always, it's like, I'm thankful for that because they're just making me super sharp. And now I'm picking up on key, uh, key details that I never picked up before as a white belt. So even though people say like, uh, the, the, the BJJ blue blues or something like that. Like it's something at like the blue belt that really like plateaus and like it, people get depressed or they just stop at blue belt kind of thing. Uh, I felt off me for a month, but now I'm just like, okay, I'm picking up on these little things that are really like motivating me to like, just to move forward and always have a, that mindset to like, it's okay. Just show up. Eventually I will get better kind of thing. Yeah. Well, I think with the, like when people get the blue belt blues, it's mm -hmm. uh a lot of it comes down to like they have higher expectations for where they should be as a blue belt because when you get there it's like okay well nothing really changes except for the color of my belt i still need to uh you know i still need to perform and uh, do everything right and they might feel like well i know how to do a triangle i know how to do an arm bar or like a knee slide pass but like why are these higher belts so much better at doing them than I am. Do I need to learn like more techniques or you, they're trying to figure it out? Like, um, yeah, because blue belt is kind of where you have like a good, um, I don't know what the word is, like a good, like, like a good handle on um, just like the techniques as a whole. But mm -hmm. it's hard to imagine yourself like getting better at those specific techniques um, because you feel like you already know them. But then like, so you think you need like more like advanced techniques to get better. But I don't think that's the case. I think it's more about perfecting your fundamentals. Um, I think for every belt, that's what it's about. But mm -hmm. I think people, yeah, they, uh, they don't really realize that. And they're kind of like lost of like, what do I do to get better? Um, like, do I just watch a bunch of like advanced stuff and that'll make me better? But no, it won't. Like fundamentals, just perfecting them. So, but yeah, that's like a tough thing for people to deal with too. It's like, um, yeah, like, like, they're just missing like small details or small things to get better. So it's, it's harder to like figure out what it is because when you're a white belt, it's like, well, I don't, I don't know how to do an omoplata. Like this is like mm -hmm. brand new to me, or I don't know how to do like uh, escape the, uh, the back, but as a blue belt, you should, you know, have a general sense, like um, a general idea of how, but it's just actually doing it is like the hard part. If you're missing like very important, like details or things to prioritize. So yeah, yeah, it's almost like less exciting almost. It's like, mm -hmm. um, because like fundamentals and perfecting those aren't like super sexy compared to like, you know, doing like a bearing bolo or like a yeah. kiss of the dragon or whatever it is like for uh, like advanced type of stuff. So, um, but when you're a white belt, everything's sexy in the sense yeah. of like, yeah, you're, like you're, you're just <laughs> learning all this cool stuff and it's just like, yeah, just more exciting in a way. So it kind of gets yeah. like less exciting um, as you go but also more exciting in some ways because it's like if well if you're doing well with learning well it's like well now i can beat up this guy who used to beat me up or now i can mm -hmm. like you know do just fine again like i can just handle brand new white belts that are like bigger than me um or whatever it is it's like that part's really exciting like progression's exciting but uh yes. yeah it's harder to feel it as a blue belt because sometimes you still get uh, beat up by some of the better white belts and then like 
other blue belts are still kicking your butt and still get your mm-hmm. butt kicked by purple belts. So it, it's a tough one to it's it's tough to figure out like um, kind of where you are in that uh, in that whole thing. So yeah, blue belts blue belt is the hardest belt for sure. That's like where I almost quit uh, the most amount of times was as mm-hmm. a blue belt, um, but I never really had that feeling um, as, as as a purple or brown or even or white belt sometimes it's a black belt even i do mm-hmm. but um only because it's like um i've been doing it so long but uh yeah blue belt is like yeah that's 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 why people quit all the time with blue belt yeah sometimes they joke about like i i got my blue belt i know enough jujitsu now i can quit now kind of thing mm-hmm. it's funny because even now a blue belt like i've been uh let's say we do something like single leg x setup like as a white belt, I had a hard time doing it. And I see other people having a hard time doing it. But now it just comes so fluent to me. It's like, that's progression to me. So I'm doing it faster. I'm doing it properly. And it's like, it's so, I don't get bored of that. Cause I know, uh, I was, I learned that re- repetition is key. So the more I do it, the more comfortable I am. That's how I improve. Not, but like, that, as you mentioned, should I learn more advanced techniques? Well, not really. Cause even sometimes when I shoot for a Kimura, like, I'm, I'm like at home, I'm constantly shooting my wife. Like, I'm just like, visualizing that attack so the more you do it the more natural it comes to you so the same thing for repetition so yeah i don't i think i'm i'm past the 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 brazilian blues there the blue belt blue sorry kind of thing but in all of jiu-jitsu like there's always like these top things that annoy people in jiu-jitsu do you have your own like top three things that annoy you as a coach or as like as you're experiencing your jiu-jitsu journey in in the gym um yeah i the i guess the one thing that annoys me the most uh, and someone did this to me yesterday um like i hate when people hold like painful positions and just hold them and don't uh and don't progress so like i was wrong with this blue belt who's my friend so i can talk shit no problem about him um but he like i let him get to mount and get like an s mount arm bar but then he was just sitting on me like on my like chest i couldn't breathe i couldn't like roll him over um to escape he was just sitting there taking his time i'm like bro like i let you get here and then you're just you're making me pay for it like I don't want to feel pain right now. I, this wasn't why I let you get in here. And like, I was, I just wanted to work my escapes and whatnot and kind of let him work. Um, and I've had other people do that too. It's like, yeah, don't make my, don't make my experience painful when I, when I, when I, when I let you get there in the first place. So like, that's one thing that's annoying to me, but, um, yeah, I could probably, honestly, like, if I like thought about it, I could probably write like a long list of things that, <laughs> that are annoying, but, uh, that's the first thing that comes to, um, to my head. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of things that are annoying um, mm-hmm. in jujitsu. Like I can't think of any right now. But there's, uh, yeah, I can guarantee I could write a long list. Maybe I should make a YouTube video like things that are annoying oh, in jujitsu. Yeah, it's like a list of twenty. Like for off the top of my head, that always comes to mind because it's evident when I come home and my wife's like, "What happened to you?" It's long nails. Like when people don't cut their nails, it's like, "Was I attacked by a cougar? Was I into a cat fight?" I'm like, "No, it's jujitsu," or uh, I. Eye poking happens sometimes, but it's not on purpose, but it does happen in the black eye. And my wife freaks out for that. And uh, deodorant. Deodorant is key for me. Besides that, I am super happy with jujitsu. I don't mind the sweating. It's normal. I used to be a person who never like touch anyone, but now it's like jujitsu fixed that for me. So yeah, deodorant and nails, I would say is the most. Yeah, like definitely. Uh, yeah, both those are very important. And also, like, I hate when people they try to grab my gi, but they grab my skin instead. I find that really annoying. Oh, like, oh yes, like, yes let yes, go yes. of my skin. This hurts. <laughs> yeah, that's annoying too, for sure. 
I've only done gi a few times because mostly no gi, but uh, I know that feeling. It's uh, it's like an awkward grip. <laughs> it's like it's just like, ugh. Yeah, I don't know how they don't feel it and like let go because like yeah, freaking hurts so bad. Like the flesh is in your nails. Like you don't want, I don't know bring it back home for I don't know. Mm-hmm. Oh man! But in all of jujitsu, what is I would ask you like what is your greatest accomplishment or your proudest moment in jujitsu? Um. I guess like competitively, um, I don't know. I had some like really good, um, experiences. Um, like, yeah, when I was a blue belt, I won the absolute division at a tournament and, uh, and my division. So I got double gold and I, I, I beat some people that had done very well internationally. So that was like a really, that one stands out to me because I'd never won an absolute division before. Um, so that was like uh i was on cloud nine after just feeling so good like on top of the world um but like i since then i've like like won some like better tournaments or beat some you know bigger people whatever but that that one really stood out to me as like wow like uh that i felt very good um at that tournament so yeah that yeah that's like my favorite um accomplishment competitively i guess but then uh like my overall just uh biggest accomplishment would just be the youtube channel and it's just like it's hard to pinpoint where like what was the best like i remember getting asked by bj fanatics to do an instructional and that uh blew my mind i was like oh my god like i made it like um i'm gonna be on bj fanatics which is kind of funny because now uh i could do more with them but uh i just do my own now and uh so yeah it was at the time it was really exciting but now it's kind of like not as exciting but that that was really cool reaching 100,000 subscribers that was a very um exciting moment hitting 10,000 subscribers is very exciting too for me um but overall like i would say like when i saw how well the, my theory course did that was like the biggest accomplishment for sure because it's really uh that's when i really i don't know how to word this um like I make decent money from uh, like sponsors and YouTube AdSense, but nothing compares to course sales. Like course sales have like changed my life. And uh, yeah, like just to be able to um, help me and my family's like life so much through the course sales, that's just something that um, it's just, I'm super proud of what I've done. And uh, yeah, even like, like I like to share with my daughter too, so these accomplishments like because I, I like to again like teach her like entrepreneurial stuff and be able to share that with her like like look how many course sales we did uh audrey it's like um just very exciting um yeah like i i paid off my car i'm getting um like I, i've got a like my house is being renovated i got a new kitchen new bathroom new floors stuff like that and then um uh, i bought a, a second gym using that money and then um, I'm going to buy a car soon because I sold my car um, and, I, and I got an e-bike, but then now I need it again. So I got a second gym. So, um, yeah. And just like, I know that the the longer, like the longer I do this for like sell mm-hmm. courses and the longer I'm successful, the longer I can really change my life forever. Um, because right now it's definitely things are going well, but uh, after like a year or more, if, if sales keep up, then, I can create wealth for myself that will, um, 
yeah, it'll it'll last forever as long as I use it intelligently. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that can it, it just like secures my family um, because that, that's always like my number one concern always. Like so much of my motivation is just wanting to always know that me and my family are always going to uh, be all right. Um, because for example, like the pandemic was really hard on us financially mm-hmm. and that was it was extremely scary. And I never want to go through something like that again, which is like, one of the reasons why I started the YouTube channel. So I'd have a second source of income and, um, yeah, like it's just, uh, core, core sales are doing very well and, uh, it's, it's like changed my life. So that's what I'm most proud of. And not, not it's like saying like, Oh, I'm most proud of like making money, but like at this, at the same time, it's like when money can really change your life so much and make you more, uh, you know, secure and comfortable mm-hmm. and everything, then 100% there's nothing wrong with that. And uh, yeah, it's, yeah, it just, it's done very, really well. That's amazing. And also you accomplished so much. I know you're proud of yourself. You should be proud of yourself because like now you're gonna reach almost 200,000 subscriber on YouTube. And as you mentioned, like even, uh, I think Gordon Ryan said a good example once, like he doesn't even have to compete anymore. He doesn't have to, he can, he just makes all his income from his, his instructionals as well. So it's like, you're on the right path. You know what you're doing. That's amazing news. And it, it all started from you just like, starting jujitsu kind of thing so that's pretty cool and it's also i'll be honest it's inspiring to me because i dabbled in this social media last year i just want to have fun i'm making memes i'm making reels i don't know my friend told me to start this podcast i'm just having fun right now second source of income i don't know i'm having fun right now with my my current job for 11 years i'm super happy there but i don't know where it'll take me and uh it's i love watching your stuff like even when you say you don't compete but you do a lot of a lot of videos where like you're challenging sambo wrestlers and other high school wrestlers so that's pretty cool and that's kind of like competing so you are competing in a way i see it yeah i i kind of view it that way too honestly because i always need to put on a good performance Mm -hmm. like i can't just uh go in there and uh go against someone good and not perform so like yeah i i kind of view it that way too and i've i've rolled the people on camera and then afterwards they told they told me i can't use the the footage which is really frustrating (laughs) but like Mm -hmm. you know if if i couldn't do that to someone not that i would want to but Mm -hmm. that would make me look like such a loser i think if um not saying they are but like Mm -hmm. um it would make me look like one if they like you know did well against me and then i'm like well i don't really want to use that footage like yeah it's super lame so yeah, I was thinking it's kind of, it's like, it, it puts more pressure on me because if I like do too well against someone like notable, then mm-hmm. they're going to say no to it being used. But then if I don't do well enough, um, they'll be, they'll want to use, but like, then it, it, but it's not great for me. It's not, it's not great for me not to, not to do well. So like, but I'm always confident I'm going to do well. It doesn't matter who it is. Um, but like, yeah, it's just, it, it can be like a double standard or kind of like a, a tough thing to be in because I beat them up. I can't use it. They beat me up. I have to use it. So I always have to make sure I perform. But yeah, again, it's like tough. Like if I can't like perform too much against uh, uh, someone, if they're like notable. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's a tough thing for sure. But um, yeah, yeah, I I really enjoy it. Like I really uh, just the whole thing. Like I just, I just enjoy having the YouTube channel, even though sometimes it is stressful, but like before I even started, um, like I told my wife, like uh, Nikki, that, not only will this be great like financially and everything for us but it's just it's just going to create so many opportunities and that's exactly what it's done so i'm going to vietnam uh later today and uh i'm going to australia do self-defense challenge and there's so many cool just opportunities uh 
that wouldn't have been available to me otherwise. And, you know, I want to take full advantage of it. Like, I always just want to go forward. I always want to just do things that are cool and, uh, and do things bigger and better than, than what I've done. And just like, that's what excites me in life is just, uh, like achieving and doing things. So having this, uh, where it facilitates the, the ability to do that, it's just, I'm always so glad I started the YouTube channel. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's changed my life. And I just, I just, I like helping people too, like to hearing from people that I've like, you know, help them get their blue belts or they've helped them win the tournaments or they understand jiu-jitsu so much better. It's just like, that's so cool to me because I'm just this guy in this small town that's like <laughs> basically a no one before I started the YouTube channel. Not that many one now, but like, I'm just, it's just, yeah, I'm just this random guy from a small town that's like teaching people across the world jiu-jitsu and they're really benefiting from my uh, like passion for jiu-jitsu, which I think is really cool too, because that way it's not wasted. Be, not, not that it would be, but in one sense it is. Um, like, because I've always been so passionate and I've, I've, I've watched so much, I've like done it for so long. And if I just kept it to myself, I feel like, okay, well, that was, it was a fun thing to do, but I can really use everything I've went through and uh, endured like, and, um, and learned and, use it to help other people. So it's just, it's, it's just so cool to have that opportunity. And, uh, yeah, I just want to keep going getting better and better at it. Um, like my mentality always is like, I just want to improve, make the, like make my next video better than the last. And, uh, yeah. So like, that's what I'm doing. That's what I'm trying to do. That's an awesome thing. That's an awesome journey out there, Jordan. And also like for me, like when I, uh, now in jujitsu, like, what I enjoy the most out of Jiu-Jitsu is whenever someone asks me a question that I, I actually have the answer to sometimes, and it gives me such pleasure to help people out. So, and I actually told my coach this, like what I want from Jiu-Jitsu is to one day be a coach. So that's my long, that's my dream right now is to be a coach one day. Uh, doing competitions in between, just to feel that experience. Sure, why not? But my goal is to introduce this just to help out people because it's the greatest feeling really. It really is. It uh, makes me happy, especially when I know the answer. So Jordan, I want to say thank you very much for coming on my podcast today. I know you have a trip to go to, so I wish you a safe trip. And thank you again, sir, for coming on. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, I've, uh, I enjoyed my time. So uh, thank you for having me. Until next time, Jordan. All right, guys. Have a good one. Bye.